guys, what's up? I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rishi. I'm Chung No. We'll edit that part out. We're the new hosts of Chai Tea Party. And I'm Chung This is a podcast that recognizes the underdogs, the brave, the creative, and the slightly off in the basic community. Legit. Basic, bitch. Too legit, legit to quit. quit. Mm. Shall we cheers now? Oh my gosh, I party. Chai tea, thank you for inviting me. Ah, uh, duh. <laughs> so you've been listening to the podcast, right, Rishi? Yes. So if you remember in the intro, we're talking about how we first met, mm-hmm. and we're talking about a house party at State. Yeah, Did that yeah, bring yeah, back yeah. memories? Because it was your house party that we were talking about. That and was the first time you guys met? Yeah. yeah that crazy house how did you get involved in that? And I hated you guys. Yeah, because we didn't leave. We did not leave. Yeah, like eighteen. Yeah, so it wasn't even her. (laughs) It wasn't even her fault. We literally like were not leaving, and she was with us. So, Uh, yeah. So our friend that we were talking about, how we met through, Mm -hmm. is the one that brought us to your house party because she was dating your roommate. Yes. And we were already friends. Like we had already known each other, but it was just a weird coincidence that we happened to be coming to your party. Yeah, yeah. And we ended up staying there all night. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) she can stay. Yep. But anyways, yeah, I straight up hated you guys for about a, just a couple months. Oh, a yeah. couple yeah. months? Yeah. Like, well, you only sit at your place like the, 7 you know, in the, the morning. But the thing is, is I gave Tiffany the knowing credit, so I hated her for less time because I know you. Oh, that's fair. I didn't okay. know you. <laughs> no, I didn't. So that was like my like, first time, and I was like, I'm in college! Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. so many people here! <laughs> yeah. But I don't even fun. actually remember the party that much. I remember getting there, and I remember, like, you know, meeting people and whatever. But then fast forward to you trying to kick us out for three hours. Yeah. And then us ending up at McDonald's. Right, right. Until 9 a.m. Yeah. And then we drove and then home. driving home. We bonded a lot, though. Like, yeah, we literally we were up for oh. a very long time together. And that's how we became how really tight. Podcast and then eight years later. <laughs> yeah, it only took us eight years. After <laughs> random <laughs> encounters on social media and stuff is when we actually became friends. Yeah. So, yeah, so thank you. You're welcome. Because yeah, if we yeah, actually definitely. left when you said we would have gone to another house party, we would have maybe gotten separated. Right. Maybe we would get we would have gotten too drunk to even talk. You right. know, like who knows? Yeah. Are you from Michigan? Yeah. My voice is going because I've been laughing too much. <laughs> I am from <laughs> Michigan. Next question. <laughs> uh, I was born uh, in Michigan. Yeah. Okay. My parents are from West Bengal. Okay. Uh, Kolkata area, and uh, yeah. Dope. Dope. Straight ass <laughs> and dope. that's Rishi's story. And that's me. And we're done. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> How did you get into comedy? So I got into comedy um, by Dane Cook. Purple is swallowed, and then the other one. Familiar. I just want a vicious cycle, which like everyone's seen. Oh, you, do you mean like double albums? He had two huge albums. Oh, they okay. were the first comedy albums to like do stuff as yeah. far as CDs. Mm. And um, forgetting their name now. Oh man. But uh, Dane Cook really got me into comedy at first, and like the whole so spectacle. So this is what, like middle school? High no, school? this is uh, uh, senior year of high school, okay. freshman year of college. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so Dane Cook, and then uh, Steve Martin's uh, Wild and Crazy mm. Guy. Yes. And uh, that just blew my brain hole wide open. Like, so Dane Cook, uh, Steve Martin, Wild and Crazy Guy. Um, Oh, dude. So Steve Martin has this one bit. So this is the this is the one that always like really got to me. He has this one bit. It's just like one minute. But he's like, oh, so guys, my mom called me the other day, 
And uh, can you believe this bitch? She asked me to help her with her groceries, and she couldn't even pay me. <laughs> so, I, you know, I had her, I had her like lift my weights from my uh, room or something, and I'm totally killing the bet. <laughs> but he plays it so straight, and it's so genius. It's a minute and a half, and it's called My Mother Sucks or something. And, uh, <laughs> and it's like the thing that just like, like how can we? And he's not talking. He's not making a point about like politics or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's how I kind of got into uh, comedy. Is how can I uh, talk about serious shit in a silly way? And mm. uh, and uh, yeah. So it really hit when you were like in high school. That it yeah. Started to explore it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, I didn't do. I didn't try to do stand up until. Uh, until after I graduated, but I was I was absorbing. I was in my gestation period w- when I was at state, and uh, yeah, so I was soaking everything in. Uh, uh, Steve Martin was a huge one. Dan Cook, uh, Louis C.K. was huge. Uh, Woody Allen's comedian album was really big. He made like only one album. So oh, and then uh, Bill Hicks. Uh, so I kind of got into the spectacle of comedy at first, but then I was uh, obsessed with these guys like Louis C.K. Uh, Bill Hicks is a guy, uh, he passed away in like the early 90s, I think. But these guys who were seeking the truth, man, so they weren't getting onto stage to make you laugh. They were filtering all the shit going on around the world. I'm sorry, I'm keep using swearing. Is that That's okay? That's fine, oh, yeah. yeah. They're filtering the stuff. Okay, good. Yeah, we fucking I'm gonna swear fucking all the time. go for it, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're taking the stuff, and you listen to Bill Hicks, man. No one's laughing, but he's just saying like real stuff, like. I'm trying to think of something, but I can't think of anything right now. But uh, um, Bill Hicks and Paul Mooney, they're like mm. these guys who are trying to find the truth. And uh, it's like, everyone stop laughing for, for a second. I'm trying to figure something out here. I need your help. <laughs> Together, we will figure it out. And oh. uh, so oh, yeah. that, so it started, it started with the big bang of uh, saying crazy stuff and Eddie Murphy wearing crazy outfits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then it sort of uh, grew into a uh, guy who's trying to, or, or girl, <laughs> who's trying to figure stuff out. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I use the, 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 the general guy, you know? Yeah. We're all guys, you know yeah. what I mean? We start with saying, hey, guys. Yeah, hey, guys. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you do it too, okay? Yeah. 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 I said it because you said it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Isn't that what feminism was about? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you did dabble with stand-up comedians? You dabbled with comedians. Yeah. (laughs) Who was your favorite one that you dabbled with? That you dabbled with. (laughs) Well, okay, so this is, uh, some stuff too. So, uh, so I take a lot of notes for comedy bits that I want to do. Tiff box, keep it together. Uh. I love that you have to preface, like, and this is also something I'm going to (laughs) say. It's like when you write, like, for high school or whatever, like, and now this paragraph I'm going to talk about. (laughs) Just to fill up words. Uh, So I I take, like, a lot of notes and stuff, and I did that at uh, school, too, as well. Uh, But basically I learned that uh, comedy is for the, where comedy is supposed to be taken, like, on stage and in video. It's not necessarily meant for, uh, you know, when you're at work. I'm I'm saying that kind of facetiously, but... uh, in a serious way, I, ha- I have to taper. It. I have to taper myself down, mm-hmm. uh, or else I'm just not gonna function. Because my brain is connecting songs to everything, 
like right now I'm connecting everything to Lion King and uh, mm. and just to random movies. Right. And you seem to be yes. following along <laughs> yes. that track as well. Oh, you had asked me about my uh, going up on stage, right? Should I still be talking yeah, about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Castles. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I was forced onto stage by my own brain because I realized I shouldn't be making my coworkers laugh anymore. I should be making people laugh where they're expecting to laugh. <laughs> and yeah. so I went to Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Uh, yeah, did well. And then a woman afterwards told me that I did a good job, so that was nice. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, so if you're listening to this woman, thank you very much. <laughs> then I did it again. So I was buoyed by the success buoyed by the success of uh, <laughs> I was buoyed by the success of uh, that first time and uh, uh, so I, I forced myself into a comedy show but I, at a bar I'm not sure they're doing it anymore um, and I saw that they have a comedy night it was really close to where I was living at the time the guy was like, you want to be on the show? Are you sure? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do comedy now. Sure? I did it one time now, and it went well. Some tall white lady said I did good. So obviously I must be on every comedy show now. And I t completely tanked on that show. Oh, Actually, some friends of ours mm -hmm. went to that show. Really? And they left within like three minutes. It was so bad. I don't blame them. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. I don't actually begrudge them that. It almost was better that they left. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that went really bad. Um, Even though I heard him say all that, I still thought that sentence was going to be, and it all went really well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. Um, but you always hear about people's, like, comedians, and their first time always being, like, really terrible, or, like, their first within their first yeah, few times. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it would have really to be. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to have that one Because you don't show. know what your voice right. is. You don't know what you're doing yet. And, yeah. yeah. And uh, so since Except then. Except our first podcast was amazing. It was so great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally unscripted. Right. And uh, that totally deflated my balloon, my comedy balloon. Your so then cushion. I, my comedy whoopee cushion sounded much like this, actually. <laughs> uh, so I bombed and that's it. I bombed and uh, I was deflated and uh, hurt and ravaged, raped and <laughs> bloodied. Sorry. <Aww>. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, and then afterwards, actually, I remember, um, so I was so buoyed by the success <laughs> of the first time that I did it, yes. <laughs> and uh, that so I wanted, I didn't care, I cared at first who was going to be coming to see me of my friends, but because I was so buoyed, I like just invited everyone that I knew for the second one, which included my friend brought his mom, who I didn't know very well and uh his mom and stepdad and she told me that i needed to swear more that was a problem actually you know and so that so because i had that success right i was like oh okay i'm a comedian now so so for that second show i dressed <laughs> up in uh what i thought a comedian should dress like so i wore this oh. like i wanted to wear a blazer i think i bought the blazer specifically for this actually and uh, I bought a blazer, and then I had, like, this uh, pink shirt. I don't know why. It was a pink shirt, and uh, I don't, like, do pink. And a black blazer. And uh, first thing I heard was this guy whose name has to be Skeeter. Uh, he was sitting at the bar, and he, he had a Skeeter beard, you know? And he just, <laughs> it was, like, a white dude with, like, a Skeeter beard. He was an old man. And he was like, oh, why is that? 
um, why is that pussy wearing a pink shirt or something like that? And I heard him like very clearly. Oh I was my like, god! This is not gonna go well. And Ooh. in my defense, though, for that show, uh, the headliner for that show walked in and then walked promptly back out because he didn't like the crowd. And so I'm oh. I'm putting that to my to my credit. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I learned a lot from it. From bombing, actually. And then I learned that uh, guys like Louis C.K. and Chris Rock, they still bomb. Uh, you, that's just part of like the thing. You have to do that and then uh, dig your way back up. And uh, now I want to do it again. But Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase is super hard to get into because yeah. they have a lot of people applying to... It's a random drawing. Uh. And, uh, yeah. So I've been trying to get back on, actually. Because, uh, once again... Uh, I'm trying to do my comedy at work, which is a really, really bad idea. You need to like release that. I need to release it somehow. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be more creative now, uh, and so yeah. So have you performed since that second, your second time doing it? So <laughs> our friend Neha, uh, Tiff Box, and I have a friend named Neha, and uh, uh, she she she's awesome, and she threw an awesome party, uh, which went really well. It was a murder mystery with the theme of a uh, prohibition theme. So we were all like Chicago gangsters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. And uh, she asked me to do uh, stand up. And uh, so I was like, yeah, that, that's, a lot, that's really cool. And so I, my character is a vaudeville entertainer. And so I did all these jokes from based around like Great Depression and all this kind of stuff. So that was a lot of fun. And uh, that was actually a really cool way to get back into it. And it was great because, like, you had close friends there. You yeah. also met some people that night. I brought Shama there, right. who you hadn't seen since you tried to kick her out of your house. Right, right. So, you know, it was like a def- it was a great crowd, too. Like, there were probably 20, 30 people. Right. And so I want to do it again. But it's uh, but actually, I want to do anything, really. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything that's, uh, that's going to get me out from my head because I'm sick of being in there. And... Uh, so have you been writing out. since, like, I've been, potential bits? or I have a notepad. Well, I'm not going to show you. I don't know why I'm pulling my phone. It's not going to translate. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know why I'm pulling Listeners, it out, can you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me put it back in. <laughs> oh, and, uh, yeah, so I have a huge notepad with, uh, yeah, with all these little bits that I've come up with. So I'm ready. I'm ready. I feel like the, being on the stage for when you're doing like a comedy act is so different because like I've been on stage for singing okay but it's such a different audience like you definitely play off of their energy um and it helps but like you can't always tell if like you're doing okay or not because sometimes audiences are just very hard to read yeah but because like you're the way that you know you're doing well is by getting the response of laughter right so like it's way harder to gauge like how, like how you're doing when you're singing on somewhere versus like if you're not getting the response that you that you need to get to know, like yeah, yeah, absolutely. To reaffirm that, uh, that's, that's hard. So I've done some singing in the past as well for like uh, my uh, Bengali community mm-hmm. uh, events that they have, and uh, years ago. But um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, there's an expectation that you have a uh, thing that you're just kind of putting out there for your song. Mm-hmm. Like there's uh, there's something that. I don't, I don't know how, how to explain that, so I'm going to stop that sentence. But basically, there's there's something that I feel is more structured with the song. And then with the comedy stuff, I feel like it has to be a little bit more organic for it to be good. Yeah. So, for example, at the uh, Prohibition party, um, there was a couple guys, uh, I think Neha's co-workers, um, and they were sort of, they were laughing. They were, they were sort of... Um, I don't even remember what they were doing, but they were like making little comments, not like anything mean or rude or anything, but it was sort of like, uh, 
um, motivating me or whatever, like, uh, you know, like giving me props or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of, I had this sort of more or less structure that I was sticking to, mm -hmm. but I sort of like veered off the path a little bit to acknowledge ah. them and just little yeah. stuff like that. And uh, I had this one bit that I did at the end, which was uh, uh, fallen Italian uh, mob members. I made up these like oh, yeah. stereotypical yeah. mob names, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is a stupid bit. But those guys, like, they enjoyed the cheese of it. <laughs> oh, and yeah. so, uh, I, like, they would be like, oh, yeah, I love Frankie the, the fatty or whatever. <laughs> he was a good man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, cool, you know, like. Mm. Uh, and that, that's basically what I'm acknowledging now uh, as I've evolved since bombing is uh, um, I like to make, like, dad jokes and stuff. And just, mm -hmm. like, to be silly and lame. Like jokes about your dad. Yeah, jokes about my dad. <laughs> so ranters... Uh, you know what's what are you trying to achieve by putting your thing out there on social media like what it's like Facebook just, it's like what you want to do like displace all that energy into some place you know yeah I guess that's true somewhere that like people will understand it and appreciate it yeah true but they want more than understanding and appreciation they want people to change their views for their views like yeah. it's just like a real right. it's Facebook that's true. it's like if you see something on Facebook will it change your life like no especially a random person that you don't know yeah. and you're just posting like yeah. this is my opinion and i think you should have that opinion yeah you're gonna right. roll your eyes and you're gonna say who the fuck are you right right uh but that's exactly what they're doing it's worse though like sharing memes and like sharing things that other people have written all the time and right. then not saying anything yourself so right, for right. some things i'd rather have people write themselves at least like their opinions yeah because then if i don't like it then i can just mute them and be like i hate this person right but if they're right. sharing memes how many of those people can i unfollow like then i have no friends so <laughs> just kidding i already have no friends but no yeah uh i think that they're but i think you bring up a good point that uh, maybe some of these people have these like thoughts and it's a good place for them to um just release their uh their their thoughts but uh, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times they're just trying to attract the other uh, people who ranters. share the same view. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Or like or, other yeah. ranters. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you're not actually discussing the issues at hand. In, uh, okay, I don't want to get this that's down. A, no, yeah. but that's, that's fair. That's like, a whole other thing too. Yeah. Because yeah. people, you're behind that, that screen, mm -hmm. and people have a lot more confidence that oh, way. Oh, absolutely. Right. So when you're, you don't have, I feel like in person you might have a very constructive conversation, but online people just like yell at each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Right. And if you want to send out positive vibes, you send a positive message attracting positive people. But on social media, it's 90% negative vibes, yeah. and you're just attracting negative people, and just a, a vicious cycle, Dave right. Cook reference. So oh, it yeah. just keeps <laughs> going and going, and it just doesn't get anything done. You're right. Yeah. It just... yeah. Did your parents come to that show, that second one? No. Do they know that you do comedy? They, I told them afterwards. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't want my family to know at first. Why and uh, um, because uh, you, you know, for the reasons we all want to hide things from our Desi parents, uh, they, uh, you know, are you going to talk about? Um, is it is this the moment that we're going to talk about our our goodies and our tatas and our hoo has? Is this is this the moment because you re I'm saying goodies, tatas, hoo has on stage. And they'll be like, oh, wow, you know what goodies, tatas, and mm -hmm. hoo-hahs are? <laughs> and I'd rather it be, um, hello, Rishi, we realize you have a hoo-ha. I have a hoo-ha as well. Let's talk about <laughs> what we do with our hoo-hahs. Oh, that's really fast. <laughs> <laughs> but so I never had, 
You know, uh, this, this is actually a funny story. <laughs> like, how did you just, like, say that so naturally? And then, yeah, so then, uh, what? <laughs> Can we pause and then go back to, like, what? Yeah, okay. It was actually a funny story. So I, I never had the sex talk with my parents. Did any? And, uh, yeah, probably not, <laughs> That's right? funny. Yeah, we should talk but, about that, yeah. about not having talked about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and actually, so Let's this is kind of a thing that uh, I think has kind of driven the comedy thing in me is um, uh, like almost a refusal to acknowledge uh, truth. I'm saying truth, but I feel like there's a refusal to acknowledge anything. There's sort of a system that... Um, I don't know if it's all parents, maybe, but I feel like Desi parents in particular have a refusal to acknowledge things, talk about anything with their kids, Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, you're growing up, but I still want you to be under that system where we don't talk about Mm -hmm. anything. Because it's not nice to talk about. Yeah. Right, 100%. Yeah, and so um, I really hated that, and I think that's something that kind of, I had to grab a microphone and go, ah, for the first time in my life. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, like Zach Braff and all of them at the end of Garden State. At the end yes. of Garden State. Right, it's right. Best and Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a great movie. Great soundtrack. Yeah, yeah great soundtrack. It makes me cry every time. Oh, yes. That was oh, and you know what was in the soundtrack is Kevin uh, Bacon. the shins. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Bacon was singing with the shins. When you're banging, they bang, bang, bang. Okay. sing bacon the entire time. Yeah. Bacon, <laughs> bacon, bacon. So you use that as your outlet because you couldn't talk to your. Because I couldn't talk, and um, so the first time we had the birds of the bees talk, my parents. So, um, uh, another thing that kind of drove me to comedy is, um, and kind of drove me to comedians who like to talk about the truth, is I uh, had a hard time telling the truth myself uh, when I was talking. Uh, I used to lie a lot, and I would uh, make up uh, that I had uh, slept with a lot of women or stuff to uh, be competitive with my boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, my boys, if you're listening, you won the battle, as I'm uh, <laughs> telling you now, because I didn't do shit at state. <laughs> uh, but um, I would tell my sisters this as well. And just get, I like to like tell them things, even if they're lies, just to mm-hmm. see what sort of happens. Mm-hmm. You probably did the same thing with uh, your absolutely. sister. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like even just what you said is so true because because we don't talk about anything we have this like whole idea about sex growing up and like thinking yeah. that it's some terrible thing we can't talk about or mention and like you also have a weird feeling and what am I trying to say like you have a weird idea about it and like really cause right. you don't know what it is and no one's like talking about it openly so right. it's like a and so I was definitely afraid of sex for the longest time uh, because the only people who were talking about sex is the uh, people at schools and all the uh, campaigns, dare campaigns or whatever that would talk about STDs, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I literally thought an STD was everywhere. And so I was deathly afraid of like even high-fiving a woman. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. And, uh, um, it took me a while to get over that, actually, because oh, I was just yeah. like, oh, my God. And then, you know, when you're at school, you know, I, what are colleges going to do? A bunch of young adults, of course, they're going to be all freaking each other. But they want to try to keep it down so not everyone's having babies at all, left and right. But, uh, um, you know, they're, they're doing all their campaigns for safe sex and stuff, which they absolutely should be doing that. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, they're talking about all the STDs once again, 
what, so when that's all I'm hearing about is the STDs basically. Uh, mm -hmm. So I literally just wanted to put myself in a condom and like my whole body in a condom, in a giant condom. Like the boy in the bubble. Yeah, exactly. Bubble boy. <laughs> Don't talk to me. You're a girl. <laughs> Get away. And, uh, uh, Kevin Bacon plays Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Kevin Bacon was in the bubble with Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> he was the guy running the, the gear so that the bubble would uh, roll. <laughs> um, yeah, and well, so the first time I talked about sex with my uh, parents, so I put a rumor in to my sisters that I was uh, getting freaky, which oh, I absolutely was not doing at reaction. all to get their reaction. Their reaction was to tell my parents. And, uh, <laughs> so it, it works. <laughs> it, it worked, and even better, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it. Uh, I told them, I told my sister that I uh, had sex with a black woman. Because I knew that would get my parents. Uh, so basically, Muslims and uh, black people are a no-no in my uh, family. Hey. Yeah. And if you're a black Muslim, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, don't even knock on the door. <laughs> it's just really bad. Uh, you know, th this kind of stuff in India is just terrible. Um, but anyways, um, so they thought I was, ha uh, was having relations with a black woman. And... Uh, they had a really awkward talk with me, which basically was, you know, we know you're having sex. Uh, we think you should be doing it with other Desi people because uh, they're better than everyone else. And uh, um, you need to find yourself a nice Desi wife. And uh, the crux of their argument, um, which, so even that talk, that was about the most I think that conversation went. My dad told my aunt uh, from India because uh, uh, around that same time we went to India for a wedding. How old were you, or like? What so year I was, was probably uh, 2008. So how old 21. am I now? Yeah, 21. Yeah. So they had my aunt. So th they told me that you want an Indian girl, and then it stopped there. They passed the ball. They did a uh, lateral pass to my aunt to carry on the con conversation that Rishi, you want to have a desi wife because think about it, man. Just just think about it. When you're coming back home from work, right, you've had a long day, do you want some, like, American bullshit for dinner? You want chicken, rice, curry, you know? That's going to make you happy. You're not going to find that with some black or white bimbo, dog. you got to <laughs> find an Indian, nice Indian girl. Wow. Yeah, yeah, to get that nice so Indian dinner. that was dinner. the argument. That was the argument, basically. Or at least to get you to understand why they want it, right. you to have an Indian wife. Which was super huh. interesting. I was... And uh, it's almost like a lie that I'm glad I told because uh, I don't know if otherwise I would have had any conversation with my mm. parents if they didn't, if I didn't have anything to tell them about my sexual activity, mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, so that was, that was kind of interesting. Um, and I, you know, I think my parents, I think they would be cool as long as it wasn't a black or a Muslim, <laughs> to be completely yeah. honest. And, uh, you know, these are considerations. Hey, we're good. For all the jokes that we make and talk about sex and stuff, we want to make our parents happy at the same time um, with our sex, you know. We want them to be proud of the sex that we're having. Um, <laughs> There's a, it's like the reversal of how your parents approach you, and then when it's kind of like the ball's in your court, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> There's, a, There's a way that you're supposed to approach them, too. So right. Like you come across as like, oh my god, okay, we have to have this talk and it's going to be really bad. But if you can come up with it and have it be a little bit more casual and present it to them in a way that you would, like, talk to your friends about it, maybe not as crude, but, like, you know, 
in a way that doesn't make it as serious and like as hard to talk about maybe it'll like put them at ease as well yeah it's like more of a comfortable safe environment to have that discussion in right, right. and it does go both ways but yeah. like rishi was saying <laughs> <laughs> i only go one way okay i don't want to have my name dragged through the gutter okay i go one way the right way by the way okay <laughs> There's a right way and a wrong way. He's about to go on his political rant. Right. He's reading his Facebook post right now. Did you hear them gays are getting married now? What a bloody hell. So this is a part of the show where we play... Uh, what are you doing? Are you meditating? No, I want to I wanna answer as instinctively oh, as possible. Oh, I know, I know. I want you to, too. Okay. We want you to get in the mood. Get in the okay. mood. All right, guys, so this is the part of the show where we like to play a this or that type game, which we have brilliantly named this or that. This or that. This is this or that. All right, Rishi, are you ready? Yes. We got five questions for you. Mm-hmm. Took a long time for us to write it. We um, came there. prepared. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically rapid fire. We're mm-hmm. give you two options. You just have to name the option that you like better. Okay. You have to pick one. You can't pick both. Okay. Exactly, and you can't justify it. Nothing. You can't say it's horse or you... elephant either? No. Okay. That's hilarious. Yeah, is it a reference from our first episode? Yeah, no, it is from your... Oh, I don't know if it was. But Russian was saying that, yeah. Cake or pie? Pie. On stage or behind the scenes? On stage. Flight or road trip? Road trip. Would you rather have taste buds on your hands or eyes on your shoulders? Eyes on my shoulders. Stand up or sketch? Stand up. Alicia Silverstone or Rachel Lee Cook? (laughs) (laughs) Rachel Lee Cook is the one uh, from She's All That, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, her. Okay, perfect. Hmm. You've successfully completed this this or that segment. Gong! <laughs> Can we be your first guest on your podcast? Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, thank you, yeah, yes. for reminding me. Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't have it up yet, unfortunately, but uh, everyone please go to rishibi.com and check out the podcast Bare Naked Reviews where I watch uh, movies and uh, TV shows and read books and uh, just talk about it in uh, 10 minutes or less. In your underpants? In my... I don't know where that came from, but uh, I like the song. Uh, so a friend and a friend of mine and I, we did the uh, sh- this show years ago, and we recorded an intro, which I've always remembered very fondly. Oh, so... Uh, so uh, Okay, so one of you guys say bare naked. Like, as, like just go bare naked. Bare naked. Reviews. Oh. And we have that recorded, I and like I loved it. it so much. Oh my God. So I just went with that same title, and because uh, nice. I love that intro so much. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So please Is go to reachme.com. Is his friend involved in the project? He will be hopefully in the future. Nice. Uh, as you guys very well know, uh, sometimes if you have a show idea, you just gotta go ahead and oh, do it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Proud so, of you. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. That'll be fun. Well, thanks for doing this. Thank you for having me thank you to Mikato for today's music you can find him on all things social media at Mikato you'll find all the links to those things in the description of this podcast and on our website so if you like Sri Raja the movie Clueless and Salty Indian Girls share this with someone you like or don't like or someone you think is funny or someone you tried to kick out of your house eight years ago but they wouldn't leave and now you're friends thanks for listening goodbye Goodbye, goodbye. That was more than four seconds. We already failed. (laughs) We're currently being sued by Third Eye.
Cheers. Cheers. Community. 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 Yeah, I hate that word. I hate that word. Community. 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 Oh, I thought we were, uh, okay. Community. I thought we were harmonizing. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, let's just try that. Okay. Community. 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 Yeah. <laughs>